Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Bravo by Gaze. Happy Friday. You made it through the week. I'm ready for the weekend. We have so much to talk about, right? So I kind of want to just touch a little bit on Salt Lake City, which had another great episode. And I want to touch on the finale of Orange County. And then there are just like a plethora of like stories that like I want to hit with you guys towards the end. I hope you guys had a great week. I had an amazing one. And uh, let's just get right into it. All right, guys, we had another great episode of Salt Lake City. The ladies are bringing it every week. And uh, the drama is just like continuing. And some of it is like, amazing and some of it just seems like so trivial like what are you guys arguing about this for i know what my biggest question is why did why did mary cosby decide to go on this trip i am so happy that mary cosby is back i think she is hilarious i would miss her if she wasn't on the trip because the commentary that she's providing, like while she's by herself, is hilarious. And the commentary that she's like, or and even the thing she's saying when she's with the girls, it is just like laugh out loud funny. But I can see where people are kind of getting a little bit annoyed because she's not joining the group activities or like doing everything that the girls are doing. Like there were multiple times this episode where she just sat on the sprinter van. Like, girl get in there like get involved and she is not having it she doesn't want to do what she doesn't want to (laughs) do and I mean you got to respect it I guess right like she's just like she's very like just in her ways like what she she's not going to do it if she doesn't want to so this episode the drama really kind of like it got going towards like the end I mean we got some good we got some good moments in this in this episode of Salt Lake City and i feel like one of the best was when the ladies not even the ladies it was Whitney right so Whitney took over the night because after they did this like trust retreat thing they had all went back to the Trixie motel 
and uh, they were eating lunch, trying to just trying to decide what they were going to do throughout the day. And uh, when Meredith said, I don't know, Whitney was like, okay, that's it. Like, I'm taking over tonight. She had set up for all the girls to do drag with Trixie, and it was just going to be like a fun night. Well, let me tell you, I have never seen anyone throw such a fit, such as Lisa Barlow. And guys, you know, Lisa Barlow is my queen of Salt Lake City, but she was not having it. And she was just like, she was, she was over it. She had her glam fly in. She said that she spends $60,000 a year on glam. She had paid for her glam artist to come in. I think it was like $2,500 plus the flight. And she had already had to go to this five-star restaurant in pretty much a bikini and a cover-up. And she just wasn't having it, right? She packed for this trip. She had like fits that she wanted to like wear. And she was just like over the games. She wanted to do what she wanted to do and i get that right where she's coming from it's like okay like she's participating but she's part and at this point she's participated enough she wants to wear what she wants to wear she wants to do her makeup and that's just it she throws a fit because whitney had told them like no glam you're just gonna work with the makeup that's given to you and you're just gonna do drag and that's it. And I mean, it sound it's it's it looked like a lot of fun, right? So it sounds like fun, but our girl just was not having it. <laughs> and she was very vocal. She's like, "I love Trixie. It's not about that. It's just like I want to do what I want to do." She production got called in. She was like, "I am not doing this." So I did love when. Trixie was like calling all the girls out. Whitney looked amazing. She's like, you can call me little girl, which is hilarious. Um, Monica looked fabulous. You guys know I love me some Monica Garcia. Heather, she looked good. I'm glad she participated. She looked crazy as hell, but loved it. And then Meredith walked out and it was just kind of like, womp womp. Like, she did not commit to the bit the way that like everybody thought that like she would have. She really just wore like a sparkly dress, some heels and some makeup. Like she was not in drag like the other three. Lisa walked out. She walked out with a smile on her face. Our girl was happy that she was just in regular clothes. She got her makeup done by her, by her glam artist. And Mary walked out as well. Again, just like regular clothes. Those three like were not about to go above and beyond. Um, and then Angie K walked out in that bright pink wig. I almost lost it that they called her Anita Invite <laughs> because she showed up uninvited. Like that was so funny to me. Like I always wonder, like, what would your drag name be? And uh, Anita Invite for Angie K was so funny. So if you had to come up with your own drag name, like based on like your persona, what would your drag name be? Because hilarious, like Anita Invite, I feel like I would maybe take a page out of that book and be like, 
and need a drink. Like I need a drink. You know what I mean? I don't know. But I think that's a fun question, right? What would your drag name be if you were supposed if you were gonna do drag? Leave it in the comments. I wanna know. And how fun that they all go out like dressed up in their drag, right? Like you're already in these like over-the-top outfits. They're wearing Trixie's wigs. They're all in like bright colors and they got the, the makeup going, like their crazy makeup, and they're ready for like a night on the town. Well, everybody's ready for a night on the town aside from Mary. Mary took the sprinter van with them to the place that they went. I believe it was called Black Box. And they're all ready to get out of the car and go into the bar. And Meredith walks by Mary and Mary is like, you go ahead and just flag me down if you like you think it's okay for me to come in. Like, what? <laughs> like, girl, just go in. Go in with them. And if you don't want to be there, you can just leave. It is little moments like this that like that's why I love that she's there because she is like it's funny. It's funny to me, right? So the ladies go in. Mary wasn't waiting for anyone to flag her down to come out. Mary. As soon as those girls got out of that sprinter van, Mary said, take me to McDonald's. And that is what they did. I love that she went and ordered her fish sandwich and her chicken McNuggets. And she had a, she had, listen, she had a party of one in that sprinter van and she was okay with that. She wasn't ready to go play with these crazy ladies, right? She like was not having it. Um, I mean, there were so many like little arguments between the ladies as well. Like once they got to Black Box, all hell broke loose. And it was Whitney versus Meredith and then Meredith versus Angie, Lisa versus Monica. Like it was just like, what's going on? Like no matter like whatever direction you look, there was like another argument going on. Meredith was upset that like, or I'm sorry, Whitney was upset that like Meredith didn't participate in the drag the way that she thinks that she could have. She thinks that Meredith uses every excuse under the sun to maybe get out of things or not talk about things. Um, Meredith got mad at Whitney because Whitney said, she thought that Whitney was saying that she weaponized um, like an issue or disability with some child against her. You got Meredith and Angie going at it now because those two just don't like each other from the jump. And it's hilarious to watch the fight on TV because they all look crazy as hell with these big ass wigs. Angie's in a neon pink wig and you just see her. Was it pink or was it green? I don't remember. You just see Angie K like in the back and like, you just see her neon wig bopping around trying to like get into Meredith, like into Meredith's like space and like go at it with her. And it was unreal. You've got Lisa and Monica still fighting over the fact that Monica can't stand that Lisa is complaining about losing her $60,000 ring. She thinks that Lisa is like out of touch with middle with like middle America and like it she's just like doing too much with it, which I understand where Monica's coming from. And I've said this before like she probably is just like annoyed at the fact that this is like what she's complaining about but this is like it's like rich people problems you know what i mean like we may never know what it's like to lose something that costs sixty thousand dollars so it can come off annoying to someone like that 
such as Monica. But I also can understand where Lisa's coming from because, like, I would be pissed too if I lost something that was 60 grand. And it had just happened, like, prior to going on the trip. So, like, I would also, like, that's like, that's what's on her mind, right? So that's what she's complaining about. But regardless of the arguing, the arguing between the two of them, I'm here for it because it's like Lisa does not care. She's going to continue to talk about her missing ring. Monica is calling her like a bitch and all of this stuff because she won't stop talking about it. Guys, the cherry on top of it all was just them like arguing dressed in drag. And <laughs> like, I don't think I will ever like get over. I don't think I'll ever get over that. Like they were literally in public screaming at each other with these crazy wigs and bright makeup and insane outfits and these ladies i mean they're they're just bringing it and i will tell you this because they are staying at the trixie motel and i had went back recently this past week and trixie did an entire show on hbo max which i believe is called max now called the trixie motel and it was the it was a show where it was like the making of this motel. So I went back and watched it knowing, and I had never seen it before. A friend of a friend of mine had told me about it. And I had watched it because these girls, the ladies are now at the Trixie Motel. It was so good. It was like seven episodes long. Each episode was like a making of another room that like the ladies are staying in. So like the honeycomb suite or like, the space room or like the Malibu room and to go and watch that and then to watch Salt Lake City and the ladies are now at this hotel. It was really cool. It was a good show. If you guys want to check it out, it's called the Trixie Motel. It's on Max and it was it's just funny to see like all of it now on Bravo where the ladies from Salt Lake City are just hopefully not destroying it, right? So I'm excited, guys. I don't know what it is. Like, Salt Lake City is just, like, delivering right now. And we're only a couple episodes in. Who knows what else is going to happen? I I want to know what your thoughts are so far on Salt Lake City. What do you think of the arguments going down? How do you think each wife is doing so far this season? Drop all of your comments. It is... It's, like, refreshing to have, like, a new city on right now. And I want to know, like, how you feel about being back and, like, where you're at, like, in your mindset with the season so far. So make sure to let me know. All right, guys. We got the season 17 finale of The Real Housewives of Orange County. I have said from the beginning, I am so happy that the ladies of the OC are back. For me, it was, like, refreshing to have them back. The drama wasn't anything too crazy, although it was still very dramatic. It was just more so, like, issues within the friend group. And then, obviously, like, Jen's marriage and, like, people were just, like, mad about Heather because she's rich. Like, I don't know. But I'm bummed that it's over. I really enjoyed this season. I believe we're getting two parts out of the reunion. And the reunion airs next week. We got a preview of the reunion. It dropped. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's over on my Instagram page. I'm obsessed with the set that they did. 
to have it actually look like they're on the beach with like the moving waves in the back. Completely obsessed. I I love it. Um, so the season is over and I will tell you this. There was like it as much as I loved the season, this finale for me really didn't do it for me really until it got towards the end to Gina's Halloween party. So Gina got to throw the finale party and it was like a circus theme, like welcome to the clown house. I don't, I don't know like if that is even what it was called, but it was like a crazy circus theme. And my God, was it a fucking circus? Gina was dressed like a ringleader. Jen was dressed like a clown. Emily was dressed like a bowl of popcorn. Taylor was dressed like cotton candy from her infamous Beverly Hills cotton candy scene. Heather was dressed like an aerial artist, someone who swings from like the ceiling. Um, And then Tamara was dressed like an evil clown. And I believe, oh, Shannon was dressed like a fortune teller. I listen, the ladies looked crazy as hell. I loved it. Um, but for me, it was like, it truly was, this party was insane. Um, my favorite part of the entire finale was how drunk Taylor Armstrong got at that party. She was, she was lit. Like, that's not even a word that like, that's not even the best word to describe it. She was living her best life. She was tipsy taylor it was so funny guys because like they did a kind of like full like little package of like parts of her being drunk throughout the night and i can watch that on repeat it literally was so entertaining she was slurring her words she was talking about her friends that have five billion dollars that are nowhere near as rude as heather and they can buy her house over like it was she lost her marbles and it was very very reminiscent of her um tmz interview that she did where she was talking about how it's going to be the filthiest reunion ever and here's your orange and like just like the you guys know what i'm talking about that interview where she got that she did on the side of the street where she was hammered her husband was next to her she was talking about oc she was mad at the one paparazzi because he didn't remember her like amazing so she was as drunk during this finale as she was in that interview tv gold give her an orange secure her spot for next season she should be full-time she's crazy as hell she's so like it was just funny she's mad at heather because she was supposed to go dancing with her niece or her stepdaughter or someone and she was consoling heather because heather was upset that the girls are mad at her but heather had needed to leave and never came back. None of it really, like, the timeline in my head, like, didn't really make sense because she was so drunk, but I was here for every moment of it. Another part of the finale episode that was kind of, like, annoying to me was the fact that Tamara thought that Heather was kind of gather like gathering the troops to like get everybody against her when that wasn't the case right so each girl had their own individual conversation with heather 
And they had gone up to Heather and said, like, we want to talk to you about what's going on. And uh, as she was talking to each girl, Tamara's like in the back, like, oh, she's talking to this one now. Oh, the body language doesn't look good. Oh, my God. Like something's going on. Nothing was going on. They were having their own individual conversations to like just make sure they were like good and like knowing that they were like going to be able to move forward in whatever the situation was. And uh, Heather, I think she held herself like very well during this entire episode, like even the past few episodes, because she really got like a lot thrown at her. Um, but in this episode specifically, because it wasn't Heather that was trying to rally the rally the troops. That's what I was going to say, not gather the the term is rally the troops. It wasn't Heather that was trying to do that. It was, interestingly enough, it was Tamra, right? Because Tamra is the one that has this big issue with Heather. And she was the one that was trying to make sure that, like, almost each girl was like, oh, how did that go? Oh, how did that go? Oh, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's almost seemed like she was the one that was trying to get all the girls to go against her, like, to go against Heather. And that did not play out in Tamra's it didn't play out in her favor and it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out at the reunion because it honestly seemed like Tamara was the one that was like stirring up a lot of that bullshit and let me tell you that's like one thing that she is really good at and I've seen a lot of people complain about the fact that like she's back on the show or like oh my God, she's back on the show, but it didn't hit like we thought it would. And to me, I'm glad that she's back on the show. I think she did spend a majority of her season really focusing too much time on Jennifer and her relationship. And if she does get brought back next season, which hopefully she does, I hope they all get brought back. Uh, Not all. I think that Shannon needs a little bit of a, a a, a moment to s- step back and do some self-realization after her situation. But aside from her, I think they should all be brought back. And then if she does come back, I think she just needs to focus more on not involving herself so much in that. Cause the last thing I want to do is see, or the last thing I want to see is like Jennifer come back next season and go through another season of like them hounding this woman about her relationship with her boyfriend, Ryan. So I'm looking forward to the reunion. They did release that trailer for the OC reunion. It wasn't long, guys. It was like 46 seconds. And I was like, that's it? Like, it didn't really, like, hit. And But I'm looking forward to it, guys, because obviously there are some, like, unresolved issues. I mean, I'm, hopefully everything gets resolved between Tamra and Jen. Hopefully issues get resolved between Heather and Tamra. There's obviously issues with Gina and Shannon. I just heard a um, podcast that Gina did the other day where she said that she thinks it's going to be a hard reunion for Shannon, which I believe it will be. Um, You guys are all asking if the reunion was filmed prior to the DUI arrest or if it was filmed after. The reunion had already filmed um, when this happened with Shannon. So this her DUI incident happened after the reunion film. So they're not going to... It's not going to be talked about. I wouldn't be surprised if she does like a one-on-one maybe with Andy. Like in a month or so. Like after 
after like this maybe smooths over, I can see him like interviewing her, but I don't think we're going it, to, it's not going to be mentioned at the reunion. I'm interested to see how that's going to play out during BravoCon because BravoCon is in only a little over a month. Shannon is slated to go. I hope that she does go. I wonder if they'll talk about it though at BravoCon. I don't know. There is there's a lot. There's a lot of questions that I have there. But I'm looking forward to the reunion. You guys know I love my girl Emily. She like killed it for me this season. I love that she was dressed like popcorn at the finale and Shane was her extra butter. Like that was so funny. Um I thought as far as like reunion looks go, um, I liked all of them, honestly, except for Jen's. And I don't I think it was just because it looked like she was like like a bird, like with those sleeves. I don't know. Um, I thought they all looked great. Best dress for me was Gina. She killed it. It looked I didn't like she just looked so hot. Emily looked amazing. I loved Heather's outfit. Um, Tamara looked great. Shannon looked good. Um, I loved it all. So I'm looking forward to the reunion and seeing what's going to happen. And then I would assume like within the next month or so, the ladies would go back into production. Maybe they'll go in after the hot, like maybe right before the holidays. I don't know. But overall, OC, I enjoyed it. It was refreshing. And I'm looking forward to next season. All right, guys. We have some hot topics that we have to discuss. And uh, I want to start off with BravoCon. Because I had just talked about situations regarding, like, Shannon and if she was going to be at BravoCon or if they were going to talk about um, her situation at BravoCon. Another thing that kind of was like floating through the waves of the internet was that um, Gary King from Below Deck Sailing Yacht was slated to go to BravoCon, but he's since been removed from the list of people who make an appearances. Um, and I think it's due to the allegations that were brought towards him regarding sexual misconduct. I don't know if that's for sure. That's just a news article that I read. But no longer going. And uh, I mean, I'm okay with that. Because guys, you've heard me talk about Below Deck Sailing Yacht. And to me, he is just like, he's fun, but he's like not it. Like, he's, I'm not, he's annoying to me. <laughs> like, he seems like great and fun to hang out with. But it's very, it, I'm okay with him not going. Um. We only have a little more than a month left until BravoCon, and I'm looking forward to it. They released the schedule of things that are going on, and I tried to make my schedule as far as to like what panels I want to go see and all of that. They have some pretty cool stuff going on. I'm obviously going to try and make it to the Winter House, Summer House, Southern Charm panels, Vanderpump Rules. They're doing a live screening of the Real Housewives of Dubai premiere. I'm going to have to go to that. But yeah, that was the news that I wanted to share with you guys regarding BravoCon that Gary wasn't, um, he was removed from the list. So if that changes, who knows? I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to be in Vegas from Thursday and then I'm coming back home on Monday at some point. And it is, I'm looking forward to it so much, guys. You have no clue. It's just like jam-packed Bravo for three straight days. And it's literally the best time of my life. 
So I'm going to keep you guys posted as stuff with that happens. I'll obviously be doing content throughout the entire weekend. So make sure that you're keeping an eye out for that. But moving on to the next topic I want to talk with you guys. There's drama in Jersey. There is drama in New Jersey. Are you surprised? I'm not surprised. These ladies are always dramatic. (laughs) But there was an event that happened where there was a a physical altercation between Danielle Cabral and Jennifer Aiden. And this situation resulted in the two of them being put on pause from filming the, like the the rest of the season. Now they weren't taken off the they, they weren't they weren't taken off the show. They were only paused for what seemed to be not even a week. It seemed like only a couple days because yesterday, um, it came out that. And yesterday, I'm sorry, it came out on Wednesday that the both of them had received written warnings and. Uh, they're cleared to film again, which I find very interesting that I, and I wonder if this is something new that they're implementing, um, where if you, where you're kind of going to be like reprimanded for behavior during work. Like I never have heard of any of them receiving any type of warning in the past. So I'm wondering if this is new, interesting to, I'm interested to see the actual, like altercation take place because I heard it was over something stupid. Like Danielle didn't donate money to a charity or I believe Jen stole Danielle's hairdresser, like stupid shit, right? Regardless, they got physical, they got put on pause. Um, Danielle just had like a bougie baby event um, on Wednesday. I believe that was filmed. It had to have been after obviously she got cleared, but the girls are getting punished. And I mean, if this is anything, it is maybe just like a warning to the ladies of other franchises that like there will be consequences for your actions. Who's to say? I mean, I've never, we haven't seen really any housewives hit each other, have we? Well, I guess Brandy slapped Lisa Vanderpump, right? But that was years ago. And I feel like reality TV was different so long ago, right? Because, like, there were days, like, where I grew up watching, like, the Bad Girls Club. And let me tell you, those ladies literally got paid to fight. Amazing TV at the time. But now, I mean, I don't think the world could handle the Bad Girls Club now. Um, so, yeah. Obviously, the it, I don't know if it was the network or production um, gave them these written warnings. But... They're back. Didn't last long. Um, Regarding New Jersey as well, we obviously saw Jackie was on Watch What Happens Live earlier this week. And uh, a guest had asked her how filming was going for the new season. And well, kind of like regarding Melissa and Teresa. And she said that, like, filming is great. She said it's a very good season and that it really has nothing to do with the relationship with Melissa and Teresa, which, thank God, 
And uh, because I don't think any of us can handle another season of family drama. Sprinkle it in there, fine. Not a whole entire season of them two fighting. But Andy then asked her, like, how her relationships were with the other women. And she said she's good with all of them except for Marge, guys. Something's going on with Marge and Jackie where she says they're just not in a good spot right now. So I wonder if it has to do with Jackie maybe becoming a little bit closer with Teresa and Marge doesn't like that. Um, Who's to say? I'm interested to see what's going on. The ladies of Jersey, I'm assuming, probably only have like maybe a month left of filming. So we're not going to get it till next year, but... The Marge and Jackie. That's not a, that's not a fight or a kind of like rift in a relationship that I would have seen coming. I always thought that they were going to be like tight until the end, but I'm not, I'm not always right, right? Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited. I, if you, I want to know what's going on. I mean, if any of you listening have heard anything regarding Marge and Jackie, slide into the DMs. The DMs are open. I want to. I want to know what you heard. What's the word on the street? Um, all right, guys, we're going to take a trip out of New Jersey. We're going to Atlanta. We have to talk about this Kim and Croy divorce that was like in the headlines this week. This divorce is so messy. Like, but I don't, I don't think it's as messy as like Leslie and David Bedore, right? Because those two are like divorcing each other and not divorcing each other every other week. But Kim and Croy are getting a little sloppy over in the ATL. The other day, TMZ had dropped a headline that Kim wants the divorce case to be thrown away because her and Croy are still having sex. They just had sex recently a couple of weeks ago. So there could be nothing. I can't irrevitably broken did i say that word right guys irrevitably um she thinks the marriage can't be irrevitably broken if they're still sleeping together <laughs> i can't i can't help but laugh every time i say that word because i feel like i'm saying it wrong so she wants the divorce case to be thrown out well a couple hours later tmz drops another report croy still wants the divorce despite him and Kim still having sex. He does not care. Them having sex does or them having sex does not mean that he wants to stay married to her. I don't understand why she can't let this man go. Like he does not want to be with you. You probably spent all of his money. Let the man go. I will tell you this though. I did have a family law attorney from the state of uh, Georgia slide into my DMs. And I don't know if this is true, right? Because obviously I couldn't like verify if she was actually an attorney. But in the state of Georgia, if you file for a divorce, but then continue to have sex with your significant other, they have to throw the case out which is wild, right? Which is why if you actually want to go through with the divorce, she said people will still like sleep together, but not tell the courts because they actually want to get divorced. So the fact that Kim 
is saying that they are means that she doesn't want to. <laughs> oh my God. I can't keep up. Like, like, is she like, does he have like a golden dick? I don't know what it is. She's digmatized. That's what it is. She, I, I, it has to be right. She's already spent all his money. Their house is going into foreclosure. Like you're selling your 2017 Gucci boots on line. <laughs> like, what is it? What is it with this man? It has to be that, right? Like it, I don't know. Like, I mean, listen, people go crazy for that, for like, <laughs> people go crazy for that. I don't know, but like, let the man go, let, like, leave him be, L like, move on to the next. Like, I just, it's just, I'm every day scrolling my phone, like, wondering if another headline regarding Kim and Croy is going to come out. I hope not. Like, and also, I believe, I believe TMZ is getting these reportings because they're updating their divorce filings. Right. Because I wouldn't believe, I can't imagine that Kim or Croy or any type of rep for either of them would go to TMZ and give this kind of information willingly. Right. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I hope not. So I'm assuming that they're getting the, these updates as the divorce filings are being done. Kim, for the love of God, let the man go. Not sound like she's listening to me, but like, listen, she, she's going to hold on to that man. I don't even know. I'm afraid to see what the next headline is going to be. But drama in the ATL. Um, from Atlanta, guys, we're leaving Atlanta. We're going to California. Our girl, Ariana Maddox killed it on dancing with the stars on their premiere night she did the tango with her partner paulo she killed it so i didn't watch all of dancing with the stars i only watched for mauricio and for ariana of course they had them on the end ariana was the last dancer i should have known that right you're gonna put the person that's in the heat of the press right now, like at the end to keep people watching. I didn't watch the whole thing. I went on and like would see if she was on. If she wasn't on yet, okay, I would go back and like watch my other show. But she did amazing. She did a dance costume that was like reminiscent of her reunion dress, that red revenge dress. She looked amazing. She did it to a, um, I believe it was a Haley Steinfeld song. I don't know the name of the song, though. Lo oh, Love Myself, I believe, is what it was. She killed it. It literally was just her and Paolo dancing around. There was, like, a big heart, like, light in the middle. And it just, like, it was amazing. It really was. And Mauricio was also on... He did the jive. It wasn't like really, it was not good. I'm like ready for him to do like the salsa or like the tango or like something more Latin y. And, uh, but he's still there, right? He's moved on to see another week. 
We saw Kyle was obviously in the audience supporting him with his daughters. So many people asking if she was wearing her wedding ring, guys. I don't know. I don't know. I have not really spoken like about my thoughts on that entire situation. I was just happy to see that she was there and the girls were there as well. They they killed it. Well, Ariana killed it. And uh, not only, not less than, well, you know, it was less than 24 hours from her performance that Tom Sandoval decided that he was going to drop the news that he was coming out with a podcast. You know, right? You have to know that he dropped this news the day after Ariana's Dancing with the Stars performance, knowing the like amount of eyes that would be on like Pump Rules or him and Ariana because of the breakup. And it's just kind of a dick move. Like you can even have her let her have a day. He drops that he's coming out with this podcast. It's called Every Everyone Hates Tom. Or no, no. <laughs> That's what it should have been called. It's called Everybody Loves Tom. And it is like a play on like him just being dogged in the media the last like six to eight months. And he promoted it with this montage of celebrities talking shit about him. Amy Schumer, Jennifer Lawrence, Adele, Matt Rogers, Jerry O'Connell, um, or Jerry O'Connell, um, everybody. It was just amazing. It was genius marketing, right? It was, he had someone go through and grab all that footage and promoted his podcast with that. It was hilarious. Listen, guys, I did listen to his first episode. I listened so you wouldn't have to. Nothing interesting was on it. Nothing that was worth you wasting 45 minutes of your time. So instead, I wasted 40, 45 minutes of my time for you. The only interesting part that came out of that podcast episode was the fact that Tom said that he was told he would not be allowed to film Winter House unless he filmed scenes for Scandival with Lisa and Sheena. Right? Because he was obviously supposed to be on the new season of Winter House that's coming out. Him and Tom Schwartz were supposed to go. Scandival happened. Not really a prime time for you to go, right? So, they told him, you can't go to Winter House unless you film these scenes with Sheena and Lisa. Well, he filmed those scenes with Sheena and Lisa. And <laughs> then he was told that there was no point in him going to Winter House. Guys, that's hilarious. Like, to tell him that he has to do this in order to do that. And then he does it. And then they take that from him. I mean, it was, it was, that's pretty funny. Like, right. At least I think so. But that, like I said, that was the only interesting thing to come out of that podcast episode. I, uh, I can't say I won't listen again because obviously if like there's something interesting that's going to be on, I'll, I'll want to cover it for you guys, but I won't be an avid listener. Like not going to happen. The, 
last thing that I want to talk to you guys about is the season eight Real Housewives of Potomac trailer came out yesterday. Our ladies are back. They return November 5th. It's a Sunday. It's on. It's the last Sunday of BravoCon is like the day that their premiere airs. I hope they have like a Potomac party at BravoCon. That would make the most sense, right? So the ladies are back. The trailer was amazing. So I just want to go through really quickly. And we have Wendy. Dr. Wendy Osefo, Mia's back, Candace is back, the Grand Dame, Karen Huger is back, Giselle Bryant, Ashley Darby is back, Robin Dixon is back, and there is a newbie, and I don't know how to pronounce her name, and I feel so bad. I want to say it's Nika, N-E-K-A, um... I believe that's what her name is. And you know what? Honestly, I I want to know. I am going to see if I can find out the proper pronunci- the, pro- the proper pronunciation of her name. Give me just a second. Oh, no, here we are. Ladies, this is my friend Neka. Neka. Her name is Neka. Sorry about that, guys. Just wanted to make sure I got that right. Um, And then there are, I believe, two friends. Sharice is back as a friend, and I can't recall the name of the other friend. Um, But the trailer looked amazing. It started off as, like, this, like, campy, like, intro scene to, like, in late 80s, early 90s, like, sitcom. And... I loved it. There is drama, guys. There is so much drama. There is marital drama. It looks like there's issues between Eddie and Wendy, issues between G and Mia. There's issues brought up about um, Robin and Juan. And uh, funny enough, Giselle actually confronts Robin in the trailer about Juan and all the rumored places he's been with these women. There's drama again between Ashley and Candace. These two, I need them to stop. They need to get along. Uh, these, those two girls could run the world if they could just be friends. There are, I mean, we get Robin crying. The poor girl got left on a curb on the side of the street. I mean, we see Jason from Summer or from Winter House and Summer House. He is in the trailer with Giselle. Obviously, we know they had like a hot romance for a second. I don't know what happened with that, but we saw Jason in the trailer drama ready. I'm ready for all of it. The ladies of Potomac kill it every season. They know exactly what they are doing and they do it. Well, the ladies of Potomac again, guys, they return on November 5th, Sunday night. Just make sure you're watching. All right. And if you have not watched Potomac, you should not be sleeping on it. It is one of the best franchises of Housewives that they have to offer. Go on Peacock and make sure to rewatch before the new season starts. You got a little over a month. Um, and you better believe we're going to talk about it. I'm pumped. I cannot wait. I just love when these new shows come out. But with that said, guys, we're done. We are 
at the end of our conversation. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me another week. I love having these conversations. Make sure if you haven't to rate, review, subscribe, follow all the socials. You know the drill. Share with your friends. Have them come join the party. And until next week, I hope you guys have the best weekend. And go Bills. Huda Media Production.